This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Bill, welcome to the show. Hey, Laura. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. So uh, I'm going to kick things off here. I was really intrigued, Bill, with your column yesterday uh, about what you're calling Biden derangement syndrome. And you're, you're giving a bit of a, of a self-disclosure here that, that you're suffering from this. What is it and how does well, it manifest itself? You know, the Trump derangement syndrome was we all made fun of it where everything the former president did was heinous and uh, all of that. And and so the people who uh, hated him had that syndrome. Well, I find myself developing the same thing. There's no vaccine for it. And I think that we had to work on that back with Biden because he's driving me nuts. Um, you know, I'm getting to the point now where I see him on television. I start to I start to yodel ah, like this. Um, the latest, of course, was that uh, he handled the document thing perfectly mm. when the New York Times, certainly a sympathetic uh, media to the Democrats, said that he and his crew actively tried to cover this um, for the midterms and on and extended onward. Uh, but no, Biden, you know, look, hey, uh, we did. I don't have any regrets. That's ridiculous. And then Friday, the latest border statistics, 250,000 plus encounters in December, up 240 percent from December 21. That's just an astronomical figure. And the Border Patrol also announced that 1.2 million people have gotten completely away since Biden was inaugurated. I mean, these, these are numbers that are tragic numbers. And people are suffering. People are getting hurt. Uh, the migrants themselves and narcotics traffic. And where's Biden on it? You know what Biden did today, Laura? You know what he did today? Tell me. Nothing. Mm. He had nothing on his schedule. He showed up at the White House at 1040. Mm. That's a good job. Hey, I'll be in at 1040 and I'll leave around 330. So do you think so that others guy, will catch this like as they did with Trump? Everyone's hair was on fire all the time. Do you think that people are going to get sick of Biden? And it's sort of like being with a spouse that you're sick of, even the way they chew, the way they breathe. Everything drives you nuts. Do you think that's going to happen <laughs> with this guy? The, yeah, if you look at the polling, it's already happened. Yeah. So, I mean, he can't get um, a job approval number over 42 percent. But for me as a journalist... I don't want to have Biden derangement syndrome. That's not going to help me. No. Look at the guy and analyze him in a fair way. Mm, so yes. you feel that you can't be objective necessarily. Well, it's not somebody I don't have to be objective as an analyst. Yeah. All right. If I were a hard news reporter, I'd have to be. But as an analyst, yeah. I can have my point of view and, and do it. But I've always been fair, which is why. I've been very successful in this career mm -hmm. of analyzing news. Mm -hmm. But for now, when I see him, I, my, my fist clenches. Mm. You know, I believe he's hurting a country to an extent that is dangerous. And yep. so I'm fighting it. I'm fighting the derangement syndrome. I wish there were a vax. Hey, hey, Bill, this is Pete King. We have Andrew Garverino here, and he is on the Homeland Security Committee. When you mentioned border security, his eyes popped right out. So, Andrew, what's what's happening? Well, yeah, you're absolutely right, uh, Bill. It's You had my Secretary Mayorkas last week say things are getting better. 
and and he didn't provide any numbers whatsoever. But the last numbers that we have from the uh, Border Patrol, November, they hit records on gotaways, like you said. They hit records on encounters, and they hit record on, on the amount of fentanyl being seized at the border. So I don't know what uh, the secretary is talking about when he says things are getting better. And, and they, they, they keep doubling down on the bad policies down there. Uh, and there's uh, – even with a Republican majority now in the House, it seems like – the uh, the White House doesn't want to uh, to move at all. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like there's a breaking point here, and that's what disturbs me. Usually, it is a breaking point, but Biden is so disengaged from this. And I thought the breaking point might might have been last week when I had those three little girls, and I ran this tape. Uh, it went viral all over the world from El Salvador, nine, seven, and eighteen months. And there they are on the banks of the Rio Grande River on the Mexican side. The Mexican authorities rescued them. No adult in sight. Nobody knows who they are. They're crying. And I, and I, saw, I ran that tape and I said, this has got to stop. Something has to happen. But Biden will not engage. That's what, that's what really roils me. He doesn't go on television. He doesn't talk about it. He doesn't hold press conferences. He shows up at work at 1040. He does nothing all day because he has to put out an official schedule. There's nothing on it. And I'm sitting here going, how much of this can the country absorb? We've got two more years of this guy. He's not going to run again. That's a bunch of bull put out by the Democratic Party because they don't want to admit it's such a disaster. Well, I think the jig is up. You're right. Yeah, he he just can't. He can't. I mean, the Republicans, they're going to just wipe him out in the next eight months with these committees. Where do you see what comes out of this? Um, Andrew is nodding again. (laughs) Well, that's that's what we're going to be doing. Bill, you know this. I mean, our job right now is the Republican House is – Part of our job is oversight. There has been no oversight over this administration under Democratic control uh, under Speaker Pelosi over the last few years. And now we have Republican control under Speaker McCarthy. And our job, uh, part of our job is is oversight. And that is something we're going to be focusing on heavily. I have the $64 billion question for you. The question is, we all live in New York. And if if, if, if Chuck Schumer, who is the big boss... Wants to help New York, and Hakeem Jeffries wants to help New York. Will the New York Congress people vote with them to to help New York? Except, you know, if they, they if they want to help Iran as a quid pro quo, I can understand you voting against it. What say you? Well, you know, as as for New York uh, Republicans helping uh, passing laws that help New York. Uh, we've already done that, and I think we'll continue to do that. You know, I think six Republicans voted for the infrastructure bill uh, last year because it heavily invested in New York infrastructure. So I, th- I think that if it's good for New York, that's what we're there for. We're there for our constituents, and those are all New Yorkers. So we're going to continue to do it. But uh, I want to go back to what Bill was saying about what Biden's doing. They're just they're they're doubling down. I don't know if you saw the CNN report this morning where Biden is not looking, and the administration's they're not looking to negotiate and work with the Republicans. They're looking to. Uh, pick off 18 Republicans that serve in Biden districts and and bully them and, and and shame them into supporting their policies. So instead of coming to the to the table and willing being willing to negotiate and, and work towards things forward, they're trying to pick off members. It's it's it, it's they're double doubling down on on bad policies. 
Hmm. So I wonder if there's an element uh, on both sides that have derangement syndrome about the other side that makes bipartisanship really difficult. And, you know, I think about Long Island, which is, you know, it's a very purple place, not extreme. And I I would imagine it would put congresspeople of any party in a difficult position to try to navigate this. I think Long Island is a very good template for what the country should be. Yeah. So, um, you know, you obviously have an enormous crime problem in New York City that extends to New York State. And you obviously have a, a governor who's soft on crime, hopeful. There's no doubt about it. There's no two sides to the story. That's the fact. So Long Islanders who might have voted Democrat did not mm. because of that. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the high taxes that never end. Yeah, Bill, you're right. There's far more Democrats than uh, Republicans on Long Island, yet we took all four uh, you know, congressional seats. Yeah, because seats they responded and, to right. a policy of insanity by letting these dangerous people out on the streets and not prosecuting right. crimes. Right. So and New it Yorkers hurts. put their ideology and party affiliations aside and said no. And that should be the template for the rest of the country. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And the Senate Democrats, the New York State Senate Democrats, you talk about Hochul being soft on crime. They're even worse. She tried to appoint a former prosecutor as chief judge this week, and the Senate Democrats are voted the, voted him down in committee because they don't want another former prosecutor on the Court of Appeals, the highest court uh, in the state. And, and th- so, again, they didn't see anything. Republicans did very well with our tough on crime message uh, this year. We won a lot of seats on Long Island and, and in upstate New York. But they uh, they just dub- they're doubling well, down again on bad policy. And that Democrats are going to lose that harder. Ho- that whole thing on Judge LaSalle. Uh, uh, I know I'm not pronouncing it right. You are. It's going to be a big problem for New York. Uh, it's going to decide if New York is going to go the way of common sense or socialism. There'll be no check. It's Richard Weinberg. There will be no check on a runaway legislature, which is controlled by the left wing, for unconstitutional legislation that they push through unless you have a no, court of no, appeals no, no, on its court. There's a substantial difference between liberals, which have some common sense. Exactly. I, I ran as a liberal. And, I'm talking and, about the and, crazy and left. Substantial show. from, I would say, just plain old socialists. What say you, Bill? Well, I'm a kind of guy that looks at things in a more simple way. And if you have a strong leader, whether it's a president or a governor or a mayor, mm. that sets a tone mm. that you can override the kooks. Yes. All right. You can marginalize them. You can steamroll them. You can do a lot of things. Hogel signed this insane bail law that's led to thousands of people dying. She's, her signature is on the bill. She's responsible. She knows these loons up there in Albany, what they're capable of. But she's got no mechanism to control them. She is a weak leader, weak and incompetent, in my opinion, as well. The boot. Same thing with Biden. He's weak and incompetent. Tonight I do something on common sense. Oh, you, well, Bill O'Reilly's on 9 o'clock every night, on Monday through Friday on WABCradio.com or BillOReilly.com or 770 on your dial in, the, it, it, well, the whole East Coast because it's darkness out there. Yeah, and uh, we're happy to be on WABC because it is a powerhouse station. But Klain, the chief of staff for Biden, resigned mm. uh, over the weekend. 
and everybody's going, oh, it's probably because of the documents and it's this and it's that. It's none of that. Klain resigned because he wants to make some money. And he knows that if he stays much longer, it's going to turn south for Biden and his lecture fees are going to be way down. That's why he's leaving. But Klain wasn't controlling Biden anyway. And this is what I talk about on Common Sense tonight. Susan Rice is calling all of the shots now, all of the domestic policy shots for this country. And that's wow. Obama's all person. That's Obama's person, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So that, Obama, that, President Obama is still in charge. You know, I can't say that with certainty because I don't know. But I ran down Rice's resume, and it's as far left progressive as you can get. You can't get any further left than Susan Rice. And she worked for Obama, as you know, the ambassador of the United Nations. Every progressive tenet, she's behind it. And she is the Biden whisperer. Never see her. She used to do a lot of media. Never does it anymore. But Klain got aced out by her. Klain is a much more practical guy and knows this is a disaster. But she beat him. And I think she probably beat him because she has the Obamas behind her. Bill O'Reilly, thank you so much for coming on. And everyone, if you want more, 9 o'clock. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Bill. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.